I'm speaking on the gate check. And let's go to our scripture. Genesis chapter 28 begins, opens up with a guy by name Jacob. Jacob had a twin brother. And Jacob was a very smart guy. Jacob had spoken to his mom. And Jacob means supplanter. He was a cunning guy. He was a crafty guy. And this crafty guy, his mother had spoken to him and they've connived to take his brother's blessing. He, he had always found a way to get what, what we would later come and call a brother's blessing but but for those of us who are new in the christian faith and do not understand what it means by a brother's blessing was a birthright the father the jewish people jacob came from a jewish tribe the jewish people or or the descendants of a man by name abraham came from a certain culture where the firstborn was always giving their inheritance now everybody had a part of the inheritance but these twins the brother who was a younger brother felt like he deserved to have come first. But he came second. And so all throughout their growing up years, he was looking for a way to get the inheritance that was due the firstborn. And so there was an occasion where, where the firstborn was hungry. And he said, well, swear to me that when I give you this food to eat, you will exchange for me the inheritance and give me yours. So what does it mean? So if the inheritance is for the firstborn 200,000 Ghana cities, the secondborn was 100,000. He says, I want yours. Not that I want yours in exchange for mine. I want yours to add to mine. He was a greedy guy. That was who he was. And, and, so, and so it came to pass that after many of such strategies and, and concepts and, and, and manipulations, his mother overheard the father saying to the firstborn, go and bring me a venison that I may eat so that my soul will bless you. Now, why is the father asking for that? Because it's a pointer of what happens when a blessing must be released. In ancient times, People do not bless people or supernaturally release a, a, a spiritual endowment that will cause you to thrive and excel under any condition. And he said to do that, there must be an exchange. There must be of a necessity, a transference. There must be a transaction. Now, please listen to the things I'm saying carefully. Because I would now come, when we get to the aftermath, I'll show you why the church takes offerings based on this. I cannot give you the blessing without there being an exchange of something you have labored for, for something I have labored for. Please listen. Someone say the gate church. And so the Bible says, and it came to pass that after he had taking his brother's blessing the brother got a wind of it and his brother was a hunter what it meant is that his brother could smell he could smell where game was and pursue that game and catch it he could hunt for anything his brother would go into the bush and he could sense the smell of every living thing and hunt for it if he wanted and so when his brother heard that he he jacob his twin brother had taken what was his he told him i'm going to kill you and his brother knew that a hunter would always know how to hunt so he asked his mom what do i have to do his mother said you have to run away so he began to run away then his mother says go to your father's house my 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 my, my uncle's place so that that's where your family come from that's where your grandfather married that is where your father got married so he was running away, number one, from his brother. Number two, because he could get a girl. So he ran towards Haran. And on his journey, 
The Bible says, verse number 10. Now Jacob went out of Beersheba and went towards Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night. Because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it as his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. He says, he took one of the stones of that place and put it as at his head. And he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth. And then and its top reached the heavens. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you. And will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you. Until I have done what I have spoken to you. Verse 16. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven someone say the gay church it's important as your as your pastor to teach you the truth of god's word i use various means to teach but the most important thing is that you would you would gain understanding of why you must belong to a local church you must first understand why why do we even come to church because you know there are a lot of us that we are more comfortable staying in the house and watching church on tv we are more comfortable to be home and, and the truth is this. We get so comfortable because we don't understand why we must belong to a local church. We easily get offended when we come to church. The pastor must close, must finish preaching by 40 minutes or 45 minutes. They must sing a certain song. They must act in a certain way. They must behave this way. Uh, the way pastor even spoke to me, I don't like. The way they, because you don't understand why the church exists. The church did not begin with perfect people. It did not continue with perfect people. It will not end with perfect people. The Bible says that it is only in the last, when the trumpet is sounded, that Jesus will come for a church without blemish, spot, nor wrinkle. It means that everywhere the church is, there is a spot, there is a wrinkle, there is a blemish. Hallelujah. What is a gate? The word gate in the original language can be defined as a structure, closing or enclosed. Number two, it's a large opening through a wall. It's a large opening through a wall or a barrier created so that people and things can pass to another area or a new area. Number three, write this down. A gate opens the way into something. So, when they create a dam, they, they put a gate to control the access of the movement of the water because of the dam. But when the dam is overflowing and they are afraid that the dam will break, they open the gate so that some of the water will be let out. Hallelujah. In ancient times, there were four functions of a gate. 
in ancient times. And, and the Bible in the Old Testament um, um, describes those four functions of a, a city gate. Number one, a gate is a place that controlled access and provided strongly fortified protection. A gate is a place that controlled access and provided strongly fortified protection hallelujah you can read joshua chapter 2 verse number 7 and then verse number 7 to 5 when the spies went into the city we see that they said that they should shut the gate in joshua chapter 2 verse number 5 we see that the bible says that and jericho was strictly shut none went out and none came in it was a a fortified city you can also read judges chapter 16 verse number 2 to 3 and then Judges chapter chapter 18, verse 16 to 17. When you go home, go and read this. We, we see even, even Samson lifting up the gate. He took over the gate. So, so when you go home, take your time and read. So a gate is a place that controlled access and provided strongly fortified protections. That is a gate according to the Old Testament scriptures. And, and you can look at it from Joshua chapter 2, verse number 7. Joshua chapter 2 verse 7 and Joshua chapter 7 verse 5. You can also look at Judges chapter 16 verse number 2 and 3. 2 Kings chapter 14 verse number 13. Number 2. In ancient times, a gate was a place where legal and governmental leaders of the city sat to hand down judicial decisions. It's a place where legal or governmental leaders of the city sat to hand down judicial decisions. We read in the book of Job where Job says that he, he, he prepared his seat at, uh, in the street that he might sit at the gate. So, so, so it was a place where legal and governmental leaders of the city sat to hand down judicial decisions. Genesis chapter 19 verse number 1. Deuteronomy chapter 25 verse number 7, 2nd Samuel chapter 19 verse number 8, number 3. A gate in ancient time was a place where businesses and social functions occurred and where business contracts were made and witnessed. Genesis chapter 34 verse 24, Ruth chapter 4 verse 1, 2nd Samuel chapter 15 verse 2. Number what? Number four, I told you four things, right? In ancient times, the gate church was a place where prophetic messages were brought by the prophets and delivered to the elders of the city. First Kings chapter 22 verse 10. Second Chronicles chapter 18 verse 9. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 2. And then verse 17 to 19. Please you need to understand this. That the church did not begin as a church. It began by an encounter and it was a man that called it the house of god his name is jacob the first person who would call it the house of god was jacob he would call it the house of god the bible says he saw an experience he had an experience he he saw a ladder connecting heaven and earth and it was what he said that would later become a church he said this is the house of god and this is the gate of heaven jacob said this is the gate of heaven so he equated the house of god to the gate of heaven someone say the gate of heaven isaiah 26 verse 2 says open the gate 
that the righteous nation which keep the truth may enter in. Isaiah 26 verse number 2. In Isaiah chapter 60 verse 11 the Bible says, Therefore your gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in procession. This scripture I just quoted is the prophecy of God concerning my life and by extension over this church. Over this church. This word from the age of 20 to the age of 23 when I sought the Lord to be sure of his assignment on my life God gave me this word and he said if I would follow him and honor him with my very life and not hide anything from people and tell the people the truth he will cause me to raise sons and my gates will be open continually and they will never be shut day nor night faith life church this church is a gate church someone say gate church so I want to take time and teach you so that you understand when we say a gay church, what does it mean? It means the house of God. Isaiah chapter 62 verse 10. He says, go through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Take out the stones. Lift up the banner for the people. So the gate always represented a symbol of God's authority over his people gate the church is the people the church is not the building the building is the place where the church congregate so we are told that we should not forsake the assembling of the brethren for in that place the oil of god flows that's why we congregate as a people praise the lord why do we congregate because the church is a place of connection somebody say connection Jacob got to a place and he lay on a stone. And when he lay on the stone, there was a connection. Anytime we come together, there is a connection between our human spirit and the spirit of God in heaven. Anytime we come together, the church is a place of connection. It's a place where our human spirit connects with God and God feeds us his word. Now, why does God feed us his word? Quickly, let's cut it. He feeds us his word because we have to be divinely guided. He feeds us with his word so that we have to be all divinely guided. We call it divine guidance. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. Put it on the screen quickly. Number two, he feeds us his word so that we will be spiritually cleansed. We come to the house of God and he feeds us his word. So the number one will be divinely guided. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. So when I come to God's house, the word of God comes to me so that what? I will be what? Divinely guided. Why? Because I am on a journey and I don't know where the end will be. And the very challenges I may face ahead. So when we come to church... The word of God comes that God will give us words to guide our choices, number one. Guide our decisions, number two. Number three, prepare and preserve us so that we can face the future with a sense of hope because we know how the end will play out. Number two, God sends us his word so that we will experience spiritual cleansing. So when we come to church, there's a connection with with God so that God's word will come to us what for to cleanse us of all unrighteousness 
to cleanse us of all guilt and shame to cleanse us psalm 119 verse 9 and then verse 11 do you know when somebody hurts you you remember everything they did not everything that they've done to hurt you before that you didn't even talk about but when we come and we hear god's word whatever it is that has been on us there's a cleansing say how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word give me a different translation how can a young man a young person live a clean life a clean life what does he have to do by carefully reading the map of your word verse 11 please abound your promises in the vault of my heart so i won't sin myself bankrupt what a word i won't sin myself bankrupt praise the lord hallelujah that is for cleansing number three we came to church to hear god's word there's a connection with heaven so that we will experience spiritual health and vitality proverbs chapter 4 verse number 4 so number one we say that there's a connection between us and heaven that god's word will come to us number one what for so that we'll be divinely guided number two we say that so that we will we'll experience spiritual cleansing number three so that we'll have what spiritual vitality and health praise the lord proverbs chapter 4 verse number 4 he said then he taught me and he said to me take hold of my words with your heart keep my commands and you will live so when i came to church and i willingly submit myself to the teachings of god's word as taught by the speaker or the preacher that word when i live by it this is what that when he teaches me his word this is what god says he says take hold of my words with your heart keep my commandments and you will live so do you know that when you keep bitterness in your heart it affects your blood pressure levels do you know it affects your mood do you know it affects too many things and you are there you are wondering nothing is happening the truth is everything is happening but you lack awareness someone say awareness you see whenever you come to church what makes you know that it is a church is your awareness of god's presence in the place so sometimes people can come to church and they don't sense god's presence but it is not because god is not there they are not aware because sometimes there's too much clutter in our heart too much issues is going on you're looking at somebody's cover you're looking at the way somebody spoke you're looking at the way somebody is acting your whole mindset is on people not on the god that you came to seek after okay number four number number what four so you come to god's house and there's a connection with heaven so that you will experience security and safety psalm 18 verse 30 and then 19 verse 8 some 18 verse 30 give me niv he said as for god his way is perfect the lord's word is flawless he shields all who take refuge in him so when i hear god's word and i trust in god's word as i'm being taught by god in the house that we call the house of god when i'm aware of god's word based on the encounters that i've received it brings me security and safety jacob slept on a stone the heavens opened god spoke that word would keep him and preserve him that even when somebody else cheated him the word would come and bring transformation to his life 
Why? Because God has said in his word, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not come back unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. So when we come to God's house and the word of God is being taught, when there's a connection with our spirit man and that of God, uh, God speaks and when he speaks, his word brings us security and safety. Someone say security and safety. Number five, his word becomes the foundational truth that we live our lives on. His word becomes what? The foundational truth upon which we live our lives on. So number one, when we connect our spirit with the spirit of God and God's word is released to us, what happens? Number one is what? There's divine guidance. We are divinely guided. Number two, we say that there's what? Spiritual cleansing. And then we said, number three, there's what? Spiritual health and vitality. Number four, there's what? Security and safety. God bless you. Number five, there's what? Upon which? Yes. Foundation truth upon which we build our lives on. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 to 14. It says, in fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. So what does he say? He says there's the elemental truth of God's word. As elemental truth what? In other words, there are foundational truths that we live by. Do you know that the Japanese are known to be the most, the most disciplined, hardworking people on earth? They don't joke with time and with work. They work super hard, the Japanese. The Koreans, if, but the Singaporeans are creatives. They sat down and they saw that their city is small. So they had to sit and call forth architects. Travel with them, give them exposure to other nations. Based on their foundational truth, they built a nation in a small place that looks like an island. And it's a tourist site. And, 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 and they are building things with, with trains moving in the air. Moving, moving. A train can move through a high-rise building. It, it goes through a high-rise building to another but how many of you know that in construction if the foundational truth of of how a a substructure must be structured and framed and and formed is broken you cannot build when you build on a faulty foundation it will break down so so likewise the christian faith the christian faith it's built on certain basic foundational truths that when you get it, nobody can lie to you. That's why I'm laboring. Because I want you to grow as a Christian. That nobody can lie to you. Somebody cannot have a dream and speak to you and it sways you. They have a dream, they tell you something, or they come to give you what, quote unquote, in the name of prophecy, and it sways you. It affects your mood, you are afraid. A woman told me a story of a, a man who met him by the roadside and said, Mami uba and the woman has been afraid ever since. Whatever I spoke to her did not stick. Because what has she been building the foundation of her Christian faith on? I don't know. We don't like preachings like this because it's not nice. It's a, you want the one that I was saying, I declare over your life, then say, I receive it. I declare over your I receive That one will do it in the evening. Right now, it is not a declare over. I'm building foundations in your Christian faith. Praise the Lord. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm not saying that prophecy is wrong. Sometimes I call people and say things about them. But when I say it, I'm making a public show of the devil. But your faith must be in the God who has revealed because you know that the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. The Lord knows those that are his. God knows you. You, you know this truth. The, the word of God says, and I shall be the glory in the midst of them. And I shall be a wall of fire. So when I'm walking, I'm walking because there's fire around my life. When the word of God comes, it comes to equip you for the work of ministry. Whenever the word of God comes, it comes to do what? Equip you for the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. So, so Christ himself gave the apostles. The prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers continue to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. The body of Christ is done what? Continue. <laughs> Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Remember, Jacob had a knowledge he did not have at the beginning. He says, this is the gate of heaven and I did not know. The presence of God was in the place. But he was not aware of it. Now he's aware. He says God was in this place. But now my awareness has caused me to tune in. So that I cannot receive whispers from heaven. Whenever we come to church. We must understand that this is God's house. And God can speak to us in different ways. But we must tune in. Tune in. Someone say tune in. Number seven, the word of God comes to us so that darkness may be driven out. Darkness may be what? Darkness may be driven. That's why we call it a gate church. And remember the definition I gave you. It is to open up and to close up. To that, that something will pass out. So we drive out darkness from our lives when we come to the house of God. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 2 verse number 9. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. Child of God, listen to me. When the word of God comes to you, it shows you this. The number one, I'm chosen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm chosen. He says, you are a royal priesthood. It means that there's royalty on your life. Not just there's a royalty on your life. He says you are a priesthood. In other words, you are from the order of priests. You serve God. In other words, when you show up in a place, you represent God there. And in that place, when people are confused, you don't tell them to go to church. You tell them, just come and sit with me. You become the influencer in your generation. You become the person who says, please come and sit with me. Sit with me. He says, well, he says, in church, you just sit with me. Just sit by me. A man of God, prophet, true Manasseh, he was teaching me in those early days of my Christian faith. He was teaching me, he said to me, one of the things that I do is that when somebody is going through a lot of demonic attack, I invite the person for a dinner. He said, when I sit with the person, demons will leave. I said, how? He said, because I am God's child. And he quoted the scripture to me. I mean, royal priesthood. He, said, he says, when there's royalty, it means there's protection. Angels are around you and demons cannot be where angels are. He says, he says, he says, he, he, then, then he was the one who taught me this. He says, when a president is in a nation, he says you're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a, 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 a holy nation. God's special possession. He means that, I, see, I am a treasure in God's hands. You may not like me, but I am not your level. That's why you don't like me, because I am God's possession. 
The Bible says we are a royal priesthood. God's special possession. That's why angels encamp around us. It is your awareness of God's presence that distinguish you among people. So the way you show up, the gate church has showed up and protection is in that place. He said, when I show up, I must declare the praise of God. In other words, no matter what happened, I'm thriving. Hey, you can tell me I come from a family of fetish priests. My great-grandfather was a fetish priest. My grandfather was a fetish priest. My father was a fetish priest. In fact, the ghost of my family was there. You can say that, but when I show up, demons don't control the affairs of my life. We drive out darkness. When we, we connect our spirit with the spirit of God, and we are aware of God's presence and the word of God comes, it brings us instruction in the principles of warfare. God's word brings us what? Instructions in the principles of warfare. Psalm 18 verse 34. He says, he trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. This is David speaking. Psalm 144 verse number 1. What does it say? He says, of David, praise be to the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Give me 2 Samuel 22 verse 35. Some of the warfare, we don't fight by praying. Some of the warfare, do you know how we fight it? We fight it by sacrifice. Some of the warfare, we don't even fight by sacrifice. We ignore. That's the worst. The Bible says there is now a rest for those who are in Christ. The, the person is doing, nye, 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 go and sleep. But when we come to church, they teach us to forgive the person. It's only in the word of God that they say, forgive the person. In so doing, you heap coals of fire on the person's head. That means, oh, they are fachano. And then relax. When you relax, oh, they will lose everything. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of God. Please, when you leave this place and you go home, remember and remember only this truth. The God's word is that at which equips you. You belong to a gate church. It's a church where the word of God comes to us. It is a church that when the word comes, it comes so that we can be divinely guided. It comes so that there can be a spiritual cleansing. It comes so that there can be, there can, there can be, we can experience spiritual health and vitality. What does it mean? It means our heart is connected to God. There's a, there's an infusion of God's word. There is a release of truth that comes to us. We are not bankrupted spiritually. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Our spirit man is responsive to the instruction of God. Yeah, that's it. Our spirit man is what? It's responsive to the instruction of God. We can hear gentle whispers from God. Where, where we experience some sense of security. Because we know that in Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. We may be losing now, but we are thriving in the end. Praise the Lord, somebody. We are preserved on every side. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because our hope is in the Lord, our God. That is why the gate church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. The world needs us. Now more than ever. Because when we show up, the world has hope. Church, there's a foundation so you may not understand everything. But we are going to go deeper into this word. The gate church. Somebody say the gate church. I'm going to show you why we exist as a church. Even Faith Life Church. What is your role? Why do you fit? Where do you fit into this church? Then at some point, we'll come to join the dream team. The series is bubbling in my spirit. But get ready because you'll be taught God's way. Wherever you are, lucky to close your eyes and pray. I say, God, I have come to the gate church. Let me be aware of your presence. Let me be aware. Let me be aware. Let me be aware. I have come to the gate church. That's why we feed from 
what we call the communion. It is a symbolic representation of that ordinary man. They call him Jesus, who walked on this earth, who started a movement. And this movement, after he died, he resurrected. And people were willing to, to die for it because they were eyewitnesses who had an eyewitness account of what had happened. Today, before he died, he said, This is my body which is broken for you. In other words, I sacrifice everything that you will come into a relationship with the Father. I am the ladder that connects the earth to the heaven. I am the ladder that connects you with the heavenly Father. If your heart will connect with my heart, I'll bring you instruction that will bring divine guidance to you. I'll bring you instruction that would bring a spiritual cleansing to you. I'll bring you instruction that will bring you into a place where there's a spiritual health and vitality. I will bring you my word that brings security to you and causes you to dwell in safety. I will bring you a word upon which it becomes the foundation that you will build and lead your life on. I bring you a word that equips you to do the work of God. It equips you to be my messengers. It equips you to be the hands and feet of Christ. It equips you to follow out after me. I'll bring you my word. So that by my word you can drive darkness out of your life. Out of the life of your children. Out of difficult situations. I'll bring you instruction. In the principles of warfare. Wherever you are, I'd like you to open up your mouth and pray. I'd like you to pray unto God. Say, Spirit of the living God, bring me clarity. Let me sense your presence. Let me sense your presence. Remember I said it's a connection. The church is a place where connections. There's a connection. It's a ladder of connection. It's a ladder of connection between heaven and earth. You want to pray and say, Lord, today, I renew my relationship with you. Today, I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. Today, I reconnect my spirit. I reconnect my soul. I reconnect my life with the word of God. 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 I reconnect. The word of God will be the foundation upon which I live my life. Spirit of the living God, have your way in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, say amen. amen. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah.